Welcome to Allendale Market Talk Podcast. This is Greg McBride and Mike Lung. Uh, Mike, we just finished up with the July WASD report and kind of a snoozer, except for the wheat, which uh, was better than expected. So let's uh, let's talk our way through it and let's kind of give a little bit of speculation of what we expect these markets to do between now and the next WASD report, because let's face it, that's where we start to get some actual yield data uh, or yield estimates from the USDA. So let's start with the corn. What uh, what happened here in the corn? Yeah, so the corn, beans, everything, uh, you had really a very neutral report, right, within expectations. And like you said, unless it was wheat, really didn't see much that we were not expecting. Uh, you saw the old crop drop down to just over a billion bushel carryout. New crop, 1.436. Uh, so you had some good numbers, and trade really didn't seem to care whatsoever. You had the market just kind of back off once it came, back, once it came out and slowly recovered until the end of the day. And you saw some fall through initially here today. Uh, but really nothing big in the way of the WASD report. Well, and, and, you know, you talk about a little bit of a recovery, and, and if you look at what we did last week, the uh, uh, as we came out of that 4th of July weekend, we gapped lower on the corn, the beans, and the wheat, and, you know, we spent the better part of last week really just kind of sliding uh, further in corn and maybe a little back and forth on the beans, but we have not gotten back into those gaps yet. I mean, we left sizable gaps on uh, on. Uh, on the corn and then you know a, a minor gap on the uh, on the beans but we haven't gotten to the point where we're even working on filling those gaps is it possible that we could leave these gaps open for months years down the line uh, like we've seen in the past when you start to look at continuous charts yeah it's entirely possible it's something we've seen in the past and most likely we'll see in the future in 2008 you saw a gap left on the way down on the december 20 uh december of 2008 chart around 580 that came close and filled back up and never quite did i think exactly it was at about 580 and three quarters uh the market came back to 579 and three quarters and then fell from there so never quite filled up the gap until we got to that 2011 time frame but it is entirely possible that we leave some gaps on this chart and find some way to target it later on yeah well i mean just at the at the end of the day here and speaking specifically to corn we essentially all we did was get back to that limit down day close in corn from last week so i mean we really haven't gained anything back just yet despite being up uh you know what uh, 15 16 cents yesterday or whatever it was um your th- what's your thought as we move forward into the, the remainder of pollination and we start to look at the august wasdi um any inclination just in in talking with your customers as far as where yields fall uh this year i know it's too you know we don't know where it's where it's at because there's some areas too too wet some areas too dry there's no such thing as a perfect stand out there or at least if there is it's very few and far between what's your uh what's your thought as we go towards this august report on where we come in on the first uh yield estimate from the usda is it going to be higher or lower at this point i don't know if they do anything the USDA at this point 
really could sit on their hands till that September grain stocks report and just say, you know, we're going to see how this year finishes out. Maybe there is less old crop than expected, but what we can do is always come back in here, pencil up a few things and equal out the balance sheet. But if we don't do anything right now and we just wait to see how things develop, we very well could be able to balance everything out need be and not really doing too much the overall ending stocks number at the end of it. Right. So they yeah. like likely won't won't make any changes to the uh, to the soybean yields uh, in August anyway because it's that's the time frame where we're actually filling pods. So uh, too early to call that one. Um, you know, you look back on on these these July reports, and you're coming off of the acreage report. You're coming off the the grain stocks report at the end of June, and there's there seems to be this misconception that USDA is going to come in and adjust yields. That's just not the case. I mean, it's been, you know, in the last ten years they've only come in and changed it uh, in 2012, and that was you know for obvious reasons with it being as bad of a drought as it was. But they don't typically come in and make changes on the uh, on the July contract or the July report. So um, why there's that uh, that thought process of Oh, it's it's got to be two percent lower, five percent lower, whatever the the thought is. It's it's pretty safe to say the USDA doesn't make many changes on that. Now let's uh, talk uh, specifically about this wheat market, and you're dealing with two separate uh, two separate entities here. Obviously, you've got winter wheat uh, in the Kansas area, in the and then in the Eastern Belt. You've got which is harvesting or about halfway done with its harvest, but then you've also got this spring wheat, uh, which is uh, it seems like a complete disaster. We're talking 16% good to excellent. Um, what's your thoughts on this market with with what we saw as far as the USDA dropping the uh, the overall spring wheat production further than what everybody had thought? Is there potential for seeing? A run back to to double digits as far as the uh, as far as the spring wheat goes ten ten dollars or above. There's potential, and I'm reluctant to say a whole lot on spring wheat only because the thing that everyone should be very well aware of is how liquid that market is. Should it be up there? More than likely, yeah. You have a low supply. You have a really poor crop, and just from a pure fundamental standpoint yeah you're you're running into low supplies and that minneapolis contract is directly what is affected by it so you should but then you also have the circumstance of if i go to the market with 15 contracts or i have a stop order that's working for 15 to 20 contracts that's enough to move the market very significantly so i'd say at this point it's going to be more so how well do the new incoming market participants know the market compared to how the market actually works? Because if you got people flooded in here because they just need to buy it or just need to get out of it, whatever it may be, that's going to be enough to push that market mm-hmm. in very volatile, oscillating movements yeah. and maybe never even got get to the double digits because of that. Well, I mean, and, and on the bullish side, you've got the same concern uh, in the Canadian prairies as far as the heat and the dryness uh, up there. You know, we already know that the canola market's uh, on fire right now as well. You've got uh, oats that have taken off uh, uh, to the upside. So those those northern plains uh, Canadian prairie crops are, are in danger right now. 
and you know they are fairly thin you know there's that is that is a a, ba- a major concern and then when it comes to uh you know obviously whether it's the winter wheat uh having a, having good yields uh, coming out uh, from what we've heard uh or whether it's uh, Russia or the Ukraine with their crop um you know as we start to look forward that's all stuff that can put pressure on the spring wheat and with it being as illiquid as it is uh, a lot of times doesn't matter how bullish that is if if we're getting slammed on the winter wheat side of things a lot of times it can weigh down the uh, the spring wheat it's not going to go off and necessarily do its own thing uh for very long mm-hmm. so. yeah a lot of uh cross uh what's seeing the word i want to find the cross uh Resistance that's going to come into yes. play there. Yeah. Just complex movement. Now, when you look at the charts, uh, do you have any? And this will, we can go back to corn. We can go back to beans. Uh, you can look at the the wheat, whichever one you want to pick. Uh, just pick one as we close things out here, and let's let's talk about where we're at and where you where you see support and resistance uh, in in one of these markets. And I'll let you choose which one. Yeah. So let's go first with the one that's seemingly been the most confusing which is the beans you got these beans sitting and they finish about unchanged for the day but they're still sitting just around that midpoint to the 13 dollar mark and your obvious big support and resistance could be 13 bucks and 14 dollars you got your century marks there uh but the biggest i think factor at this point is what the funds are going to be doing you have volatility that's absolutely through the roof making options extremely expensive so those movements are going to be the big ones at this point i'd I'd say if you're watching this thing break back it could get very violent for that very low liquidity movement that we've been seeing but past the 13 dollar mark you got a pretty easy swing back down to that 1180 potential and really with what our limits currently are, that's within a two-day movement for mm-hmm. us. So I'd say at this point, even if you are looking out of the money and looking at options, you, either way, because you have such wide swings that can take place here, finding those out-of-the-money options, maybe you're not using a ton of time value, could be a very good way about going about it because the risk is just so substantial at this point with how quickly it can move so that's what uh, i'd be looking at here and if you guys have not got signed up yet for more information we have our snapshot with a very special promotion going on right now of a dollar and it also gets you our conference series which is going to be grains and weather with true learner both recorded uh will be out at the end of the month but get signed up for a dollar and that is included if you guys have any questions, please call Zach, 800-262-7538. But today for Allendale Market Talk, this is Mike Lung, Greg McBride signing off. You guys have a great one.